Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam. This is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of our lives. Today's episode is the For the Long Run. For the Long God, I do it every time. I do it every time. We practice and practice and practice. And then I get on the podcast and I say the name of Jonathan Lovett's podcast by mistake. I'm doing it every month. For the love of the run. Otherwise known as for the love of God, why can't I remember <laughs> for the love of the run with Carolyn Sue, my good friend. Carolyn, how are you? <laughs> damn it. I can't believe uh, I did it again. <laughs> doing about the same as you are here right now, Matt. <laughs> for the love of the run. <laughs> we are here and we continue to show up <laughs> there we through go. all the things in life. Yeah. It's a, I know it's a crazy busy day for you. It's a really busy day for me as well. And ah, yes, but I'm thankful to be here. And I'm looking forward to kind of like catching up from our conversation last time with all of our, our goals and, you know, training and all of that. So yeah, I'm excited. As, as people who they haven't heard these episodes before, we talk once a month because oftentimes our lives, while we live very different lives, seem to be on the same path all the time. And it's really interesting and weird and, and funny. Um, I don't know how your day was. My day has been really interesting. So my daughter woke up with like a puffy eye. I was like, oh my God, this looks like an infection. So we have to go to the doctor's office. So we have that. I have three podcasts scheduled. Also would like to get a run in. Also had to read like four medical journal articles, which were incredibly dense and very hard for me to read. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, all right, got to get my daughter to the, the doctor, right? So I scheduled the doctor's appointment, doing that, right? Scheduled the doctor's appointment, driving home, like, all right, I got that one done. Let's do it. Let's do it, right? So then come home. So driving home, all of a sudden I get a call from my mother-in-law. She's like, so the septic company's at your house? Oh, I'm what? like, oh, gosh, they're coming today. There's, All right. So I'm coming back and they're like, oh, yeah. So it looks like you're um. Looks like your system has some serious problems. You might have to get a new one. I'm like, a new one is like twenty thousand dollars. Like, oh my god! But then, like, luckily, crisis averted. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It was just like the pipe that leads to, from one system to the other was like off center, and we can just oh. whatever they can fix that. It's not you know it's still going to cost some money. It's like you know a few hundred dollars or whatever. But like, you know, crisis averted. I walk inside, and my daughter's like, how come the upstairs toilet's clogged? I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? I got to get this kid to school. What is going on with my plumbing in my house all of a sudden, which I thought was fine two hours ago, and all of a sudden we're getting hit from multiple directions. Y'all got to eat more fiber. (laughs) Get my daughter to school. Like, everything's seemingly going fine. Um, And then, you know, here we are doing a lot of podcasts I'm excited about. But anyway, it's been been a, a day. It's been a day already, but I got, I'm, I'm chilling, I'm relaxing in my basement. We're here. Got my my little my puppy sitting here watching oh, me. Oh, hi, baby! Oh, my kids have so these little chairs sweet. they had when they were yeah, yeah, know, yeah little yeah. guys, little, little girls. pottery barn chairs. Yeah, with their names on them and stuff. Yes, and thinking mm-hmm. they don't fit in them anymore, but now my dog just uses them as his yeah. his chair. He yeah. just just stares at me while I do podcasts. They were just you know warming it up for him all those years ago. There you go. Well, he's. He is so much more fun to be around than they are <laughs> most of the time. Frankly. Yeah, it is not a it's not it's no secret in my household that our favorite child is my dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear that. No, it's like we're, we're laughing because like you know, we're, we're sharing um, our adventures in parenting of like, can you please clean your room, please? And like the the cascading effects of like going five days in a row of them not cleaning it and then screaming that they can't clean it because now it is too dirty to clean. <laughs> and it's like we oh, are in this yes. vicious, endless cycle of I can't clean because it's fine. And then at some point you cross the Rubicon of I can no longer clean because it's too dirty to clean. And you're never in the sweet spot of like, yeah, I should clean my room. You're right, Dad. No, you're right, Dad. I don't think those uh, those words really are even in uh, <laughs> our children's <laughs> vocabulary. You're right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we're both in the that preteen stage. I think with our with our oldest kids, and it's definitely uh, it's quite a it's quite a ride. I gotta say, <laughs> and uh, definitely makes me appreciate 
uh, the time like outside running the times that we have to kind of like decompress and whew, gather our bearings again. There you go. There you go. No, I had, I had an experience. I don't know if you've experienced this. So my daughter has wanted to be a cheerleader for a while and I have oh, no yeah. idea right. where that need came from. She doesn't like watching sports and um, she stopped doing gymnastics. So, those two combined, I would think, like, doesn't really lend itself to someone who would want to be a cheerleader. But she's been, like, diehard about this for a, for a while. So a cheerleading, like, kind of like a gymnastics gym. It's like a cheerleading gym opened up near us. Or I think, like, it kind of moved from another part of Rhode Island to, like, closer to us. So I signed her up into the first class on Tuesday night. And it was like, oh, she's in, she's in the game now because we went in there and it was like, like four or five things, uh, four or five groups of kids at once. And she's like in like the, the first level, like tumbling one kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't think she was expecting like these kids are messing around. Like they are competitive, athletic, uh-huh, uh-huh. and just like they are in it to win it. Like these girls, again, they, I'm sure they're having a great time. They're having fun with their friends. Like it's not like this like type A diehard like crucible, but it was like these kids are incredible fierce athletes and my daughter um is not that mentality when it comes to like moving around or athletics or sports like her like the, the highlight of her soccer career was like she would run around she would pick grass oh, and then she would, and then and then she would she would then throw it in the face of the person who was dribbling the ball and then try to take it from them so she like was like that was like <laughs> that was like her soccer experience what? so we'd be like can you please stop like so she's never really like taken to the sports as much as like that was my life with sports and obviously currently is considering my profession. Um, so it was interesting to see like, all right, how is she going to react? So as soon as I walked in, like I grew up in places like this my whole life, but like, this is like anathema to her. So I was like, I wonder how she's going to react so far. So good. But it was, you know, after one day, but it was, um, it was interesting to see how she was going to react to it. Cause it was like, this is a whole new world. Wow. Yeah. No, if it's an actual, cheerleading gym type of place where they're training. I mean, cheerleaders are super athletic. That just reminds me of, I mean, it, yeah, it reminds me of Bring It On. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is just, day, it's just, like, yeah, it's just group gymnastics. Yeah. It's really yeah. what it is. It's just group the gymnastics. The coordination and the, and all of that, you need to be very fit. What was that Netflix show? Uh, Navarro's, right? Like the Netflix had, a uh, two season, I think, two yeah. season documentary. I, I of, like, it, but, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm talking to the wrong podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm like if Allie, if I was Where's talking Allie? to Allie, she would. Allie, know. If, <laughs> so if something's wrong with your podcast, you're probably because you're not Allie Feller. It's like the moral of that story. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's intense. So I mean, I take it as a good sign if your daughter is like she wants to go back again. I mean. You know, you guys have signed up already for the for the courses and everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, it'll be All interesting right. to see how yeah, she goes. Yeah, to. that's um, great. Yeah. So how so how so we're going to go through our normal stuff, like talk about how the run is going and then dive into some topics and do a little like, hey, how are those New Year's resolutions going? <laughs> you yes. know, we, we always hear like once you hit February 1st, like 50 percent <laughs> of the country, like they've like kind of issued their for their uh, their resolutions at that point, And we're kind of at that. But we're. We're two weeks after that point, so we'll see how that's hanging on. But how uh, how's your life on the run right now? Well, I'm running, so that's a that's a yay. <laughs> I can't remember if I was running the last time we had recorded, but um, I yeah, like ever since November, you know, my family has been cycling through just various illnesses, colds, viruses, whatever it is, and so every time you know one kid gets sick, inevitably the rest of us get sick, and so that really knocks out. You know, uh, I don't know, it just kind of wipes me out a little bit. Um, each time and so my my training my rehabbing all of that kind of it doesn't like go away completely but I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where it's two steps forward three steps back you know Um, and just constantly feeling I need to kind of rebuild and regroup once again but so far right now I mean it's been like we had a cold at the beginning of January but now you know like that's gone that's run its course i've been uh, running three days a week now still doing the run walk intervals you know and right now i'm up to six four minute <laughs> four minute run intervals with one minute of walking in between you know so 
It's like almost three miles there <laughs> of running, but just really a lot of a lot of focusing on strength work here for me. And I think I've I I want to say that I have finally like mentally made that shift over to really prioritizing strength work so that like you know, on a busy day, such as for today, you know, where I have both a Peloton, you know, like a cardio cross-training workout, plus a whole bunch of strength work I need to do. I have prioritized like getting the strength work done first um, and squeezing that in as opposed to, I think in the past, I'm kind of always, I was kind of always like, no, I want to get that card. Like, I want to get my heart rate up. I want to be like sweating because that feels like real work. You know, it feels like I'm working out. But um, but really just, yeah, going back to building that strong foundation. So that has been that's been encouraging, at least if anything, for myself, you know, and seeing the slow but steady progress uh, that I've been making. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful to still be able to run. I'm thankful for every you know, every 30 minutes I get <laughs> outside on the bike path and um, it's really allowed me to get back in touch with what I have always enjoyed about running in the first place, which is being able to connect with just being outside, you know, not really have that pressure of I'm training for something. So I really need to make sure I'm like nailing this workout specifically, you know, Um I don't know. Did we talk about this last time where I decided to defer the two marathons uh, um, one more year? I can't remember. No, no. Okay. Well, yeah. Like I was like I had to defer my marathons from last year to this year, you know, because of COVID and then also because of um, injury. And at the beginning of the year, I was kind of looking at my training, you know, ahead of time and just thinking like, how am I how am I going to build up? to race anything, you know, by May, which is when the first marathon would be, where, while while I'm actually still just like doing these run-walk intervals, you know, and I had to come, you know, I just had to like be real with myself and think about like why I wanted to run these races to begin with. Do I want to just show up at the Sugarloaf Marathon simply to like run it? Or do I want to come from a place of like strength and confidence, um, not having any injury to worry about and like ready to race a marathon? And I think ultimately, you know, um, my coach and I were on the same page, thankfully, and she challenged me with the idea of what if, you know, we, we put aside the marathons one more year and what if our running goals this year include simply have like being able to continuously run for the full year without any injury or setbacks, you know, and like getting strong and getting healthy and getting confident. And that sounded good to me, honestly. And so, yep. So I decided like early in January, we decided to defer yet another year and I'm okay with that now. And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's been good to be freed, you know, from that pressure and to really just enjoy like being outside, breathing in the the cool air, like listening to my surroundings and just being appreciative, you know, and thankful that I can move, that um that I can be, yeah, alive and present. So, that's been good. <laughs> so, was the potential of those marathon marathons like weighing on you in a way that was inhibiting that sort of like mindful approach? I think so. Like I definitely am someone who when I when I do something, like I want to do it to the best possible, like the best of my abilities, you know? And I was aside from COVID, you know, last year, I was ready to like race, you know, and like see what I could really like push myself to to reach um last may and and i want to you know i want to get to that again um and i knew for sure that with chicago i wanted to just race it i mean not race it but like run it to enjoy the fact that i was running a world major marathon and my family you know we're all planning to travel to chicago to like make it a family trip as well and and so i didn't i also didn't want to like 
have, I don't know, I didn't want to have the pressure of like racing hard um, in that marathon either. And so, so yeah, like I just, I don't want to just show up at a race to like, in a way, half-ass it and like just complete it for the sake of like finally completing it. You know what I mean? Like I want, if I'm going to run a marathon, especially at that distance, like I want to, I want to, I don't know. I just, I want to see what I can really do healthy. Mm -hmm. Hey everybody, are you tired of the spike and crash and GI distress that comes with sugar-based sports nutrition? It's time to try UCAN. If you are, even if you aren't, I'll be honest with you, I'm such a big UCAN fan because UCAN utilizes steady release carbs instead of sugar. So you don't feel the highs and the lows in your energy. I have noticed this really like, you know, for me, I love to use, take two scoops of UCAN before my long runs. One scoop if it's like a kind of a medium long run. Uh, Also, I love the edge energy gels as well. For me, I just don't have to worry about nutrition on the run. And it's just, it's so nice to not have to worry about this sort of thing. You know, it's like some crazy, you know, especially if you're going through some some crazy stressful times, just knock one thing off the list of things you don't have to worry about certainly is helpful. And it's not just amateurs like me, top marathon runners in the U.S. like Emily Sisson, Sarah Hall, Emma Bates, Meb Kofleski, and now Kira DeMotto all rely on UCAN to fuel their training and their recovery. UCAN's award-winning Edge Energy Gels last longer than other gels, and it provides a more consistent feeling of energy. They aren't too thick or sweet, and don't have to chase them down with water. Uh, for me, I love them because they're more like they're more liquidy than other gels, and you just don't have that aftertaste as well, which is really, really nice. And finally, you got to try the bars. The bars are unbelievable. They're like chocolate. You get the chocolate peanut butter. Frankly, they just taste like candy bars. They're fantastic, especially if you're going like on an early morning run, like you wake up, you want to have something and you want to hit the hit the road. I That's the spot for me with those things. And, um, you know, unless I want to just use them for snacks because they're just so darn tasty. I mean, really, they just taste like candy bars and they're absolutely fantastic. You can try the full variety of UCAN products at UCAN.co. That's U-C-A-N, UCAN.co. CO, and you can save 20% on your entire order by using code rambling. Not only do you save 20%, but it also helps out the podcast. So go to youcan.co today and use code rambling to save 20% on your offer. Yeah. And Sugarloaf is like a mountain marathon. Like, yeah, it is. To, it is. Not it's just not like preparing. one of those. Yeah. All marathons are hard to train for, but like a mountain yeah. marathon is like basically like training for an ultra. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> no, that's like I feel like that's hyping it up <laughs> a little bit more than what it maybe is. But like but yeah, it's definitely a mountain. It's a mountain race. And so I, I don't again, I don't want to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing it simply because I like I paid for it and I registered for it and I'm tired of being injured. You know what I mean? So. Right. Nothing gets nothing stops the injury cycle than, than doing a marathon you're not ready for. <laughs> yeah, especially a mountain <laughs> marathon, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. So exactly. Yeah, that's how my runs are going. How are yours? And you're you've been like tra- you again. You're training for this trail race that's coming up. Yeah, March 11th. Yes, that's right. 50k Less than a March month 11th. Away. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, How's it going? So it's um. So last week I like didn't run at all. Because mm. I just like I got some sort of sickness. I was just like super duper tired. I didn't have any other symptoms. Oh. Nothing. I was just mm. super tired, and it was just like it kind of like went through my family a little bit. So I, um, mm. yeah. So like it was just like I remember one day. One day it was like worse than all the others. But then I just kind of like just tried to scale back after that happened. It was like a two nap day. Like I had a ton of work to do, and I just like I took two naps before one o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Wow, was like, your body was fighting something. Yeah, wow. fighting something, yeah. But again, no other symptoms. It was fine, you know, whatever. Mm. But um, so that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the best. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and even now, like, you know, I think it's, you know, now I'm just kind of hypersensitive to it. It's like, all right, don't do too much. Don't do too much. Don't do too much. Because um, part of me wonders if I, like, if it, was, it wasn't a cold at all that I was just was increasing the output and not I was wondering and that just kind of yeah. like crash and burned yeah. um mm-hmm. so easy you know getting back in this week's going to be a 60 mile week um so 30 you know I'll kind of do a, a shorter run today but I had like so after today it'll be 30 miles for the week and then I'll have two more days so I have a 20 miler 20 mile trail run tomorrow and um then I got you know 10 the day after uh How- so 
20 miles on the trail, how long is that going to take? Do you anticipate? I'm going to be out there a while. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be out there a while. I'm like, I basically like, I can't work on Fridays when I'm doing this. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, all right, I just have to like, get all my work done because I'm not going to be able to get anything done on Friday because just this going to be my long run day. So um, that's why I have three podcast recordings today. Um, oh so that's why, that's why that's all happening. So I'm recording this on a Thursday because anyone's curious. But you're so, like, see you later, family. I'm yeah. not going to see you until evening. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. It's a school day. So luckily, like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of see anyway. But yeah, so I'll be, I'm meeting my friend Ted, who's been on the podcast, Ted Jordan, a uh, local guy. So we're meeting up at Arcadia uh, State Park at 830. So basically drop my kids off at the bus stop and then driving to Arcadia. And I'm planning to be there for about four hours. Um, wow. You know, to, to get the fueling ready and yeah. just the time on feet and um. You know, it could be four or five hours, uh, depending on like stops and stuff like that. But oh, you go, this is what happens when you don't put in your do not disturb in the middle of the podcast. It starts digging at you. Um, and yeah, and trying to dial in the nutrition because I'm going to yeah. be out. So like the 50K is going to take me a while. It's going to take me a while. It's incredibly hilly. And I was actually a chance to, I've really done a ton of YouTube sleuthing. Like I'm watching like videos that like eight people have watched of like these like random trail race, trail running videos of people who like have been on the course. Okay, okay. Just to get a sense of the um, the technicality. Like what it's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also talked to Lauren uh, Pfeiffer, uh, Laura Pfeiffer, who's, who listens to this show as well, who actually lives like right next to the course. So she oh, was nice. very helpful as well. Um, but sometimes you just have to see it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm watching some of these videos, again, like no one's ever watched. And, you know, the people <laughs> like me put on YouTube videos. And um, it's been interesting, but I'm like, all right, this some of this stuff is more technical than I kind of expect it to be. So mm. I feel like this race is going to take me eight hours. Okay. Is what I'm, is okay. how, how I'm envisioning it, which isn't a bad thing, but I have yeah. to like, the reason I wanted to know that was to be like, all right, is this going to be a 50K where it's like super runnable and it's just kind of like, I can kind of use my marathon nutrition strategy for it? Or is this going to be a whole different endeavor? And it mm-hmm. definitely looks like it's going to be a whole different thing. So <clears throat> it's um definitely one of those things where like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what solid foods can I eat on the run? So that's right. what, like, yeah. tomorrow. And then next week, I have a 22-mile trail run. Um, so that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be all about. It's like, all right, what solid foods can I eat on the run, and how do they feel uh, to try to get myself ready for for the Squatch Apple 33-miler? Wow. What have you tried so far that you've noticed that you can tolerate? Not much. Um oh, I mean, okay. not I, I can tolerate a lot of stuff. I just uh-huh. haven't eaten a lot Tried of solid anything. foods on the mm. run before. Okay. Uh, so what I've been doing recently as a way of trying to like seeing what does or doesn't help is like before an easy run, like eating like right before I go out the door. Oh, okay. So that so, by the time you're like 30, 45 minutes in, it's slowly already like breaking yeah, down and exactly. in your blood. So like, and, okay, okay. All right. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have like basically like whatever's available. Just to be like, all right, I just want to get mm. used to eating solid foods before the run. And also, if like, this doesn't go well, at least it's just like a, a shorter run. Like, it's an hour to 75 minutes, and I can just kind of, like, get my, yeah. like, get, get home, and it's not going to be, like, this, like, you know, huge deal, right? So, like, having, like, cheese sticks or having, like, potato chips or granola bars or just kind of, like, snacky foods that you have around the house, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, shoveling some of those down. Um, almost like if you're having, like, your kind of mid-morning or mid-afternoon snack and just like having that right before the run instead of right after the run is basically yeah. how I change things up. So mm-hmm. I still have like a protein shake after the run, but, you know, really just kind of moving my snack to like before the run mm-hmm. and then doing that. And so far, so good. So I feel like I don't know what's going to be at the aid stations. So I just want to be like prepared be like, all right, can I eat a variety of different things? And, you know, I'll bring a ton of food down, but like, I can't like make grilled cheese like, as right, I'm running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if they have mm-hmm. stuff at the aid stations, I, w- yeah. I want to be like, all right, my stomach is fine versus like, I have really sensitive stomach and I have to be careful. But it looks like things yeah. are, are trending in the right direction. That's great. Yeah. I, re- I remember when I trained for um, Trans Rockies, one of my favorite things was those onigiri. Japanese, it's almost like sushi rolls, but instead of a roll form that's like sliced, you know, it's like in little triangles or in like little squares. So it's all, it's like the sushi rice with like, sometimes, you know, there will be some proteins inside of that too. And then, but then also with the seaweed wrapping so that there's like some sodium as well. But that rice really also just like really helped with the, with the, the, the carbs, um, throughout, 
the runs. But then I had to stop using those because I realized, well, when I'm in the Rocky Mountains, it's not like <laughs> I'll be able to access some like a rice cooker or like <laughs> get this. So then I switched over to um, like dried uh, dried dates and those uh, stinger waffles or like the goo, you know, waffles um, to chew on. I don't know, like something for at least for me, I couldn't do. I couldn't tolerate gels and those chewy, like the gummies when trail running, even though I can tolerate it during road running. But like whenever I was on the trail, I just really wanted solid foods. I don't know why. Hmm. But yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of the gummies just because I don't want to. It's just so chewy. Yeah. And it's like between like the the constant like chewing and then like it's getting stuck in my teeth. I'm just like, it's just too much of a distraction for like, for like no benefit. Like they're not calorically dense. (laughs) Right. right. You know, it's like, if I'm going to go through this like pain in the butt thing to eat, like like mess it with a wrapper. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I better like, this thing better pack a punch, but like, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like, here's, here's six calories. (laughs) 3000 bites, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Um, 3000 chews. So, yeah, not the biggest thing. I, I did buy some of the waffles Try. for yeah, sure. The waffles Went to REI this week, got mm-hmm. those. Um, I like the You Can uh, Edge Gels. Oh, those are okay. good. So they're basically mm-hmm. like they're they're um they're called gels, and it's just because like that's like the nomenclature when you think of okay. those, but they're really okay. not gels. They're basically what just a they? liquid. So you just oh, like, like Martin, like yeah, Martin, I've never, quote, I haven't tried like Martin, that too. but yeah, it's like, oh, okay. it's just, you just basically drink it down, yeah, which I think yeah, is nice. Yeah. It goes down fast. And um, I think that one of the best parts about it, besides like the obvious, like, hey, it fuels you, is no aftertaste, which with oh. the gels can be like uh-huh. a lingering thing yeah, because you don't have like yeah. water on hand when you're drinking it. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm definitely going to use, the, I'm definitely going to bring the edge gels, which I really yeah. like. Um, I'm going to have like some of the waffles as well as mm-hmm. kind of like a middle ground between the gels and like the solid foods. And like, I love caramel to death and like all of those things have like caramel in them. So like, I know I'm yes. going to be a fan of that. And um, yeah, and then I'm just going to bring like a smorgasbord of other things. Like, yeah. shoot, if I don't eat on the run, I'll just eat it on the drive back home. Eat it after. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pack some, I don't know, easy to carry stuff, you know, quesadillas, PB&Js, all of that. Well, that's the thing. Right? The race is um, super friendly when it comes to like fueling because it's just three loops you do each loop twice and each loop begins and ends at the parking lot okay yeah so like every hour to 90 minutes you're back in the same place so like yeah obviously i'll have like gear it's like i'll have a a pack or whatever but you don't really need it like all you really need is like a couple pockets and like a handheld because you're just keep going back to where you're starting and it's not like I'm like, I don't care about my time. So I'm not like, oh, I need to be super efficient in the aid station. Like, I need to carry all this yeah. stuff and be ready to go. Like, <laughs> I can just fill up my bottle and get my food yeah. and you know, head back out to the next loop. So uh, I think from a full, a first ultra perspective, like, this couldn't have worked out any better because just the logistics of it make it so much easier to, like, if you don't have a crew or anything, like, you don't even need it. All you need is, like, a car with, like, you know, <laughs> with a cooler the in it. Or something. And you can just, yeah. like, get your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is very, that's, I don't know what you call it, user-friendly. <laughs> no, but that's great. Is your is your family going? Are they going to crew dad, for you? My dad might be coming. He just had a okay. knee replacement this week. So Ooh, wow. he, he, um, you know, depending on how his recovery comes. So if yeah. his recovery goes well, then he'll join me. If it's not great, then um, then he won't. So we'll see. Oh, okay. Um, but it's not the kind of race that, like, I definitely, it's not the kind of race that, like, I'm going to need support. Right. No, nah, I don't know. Of, I'm just saying. Like, it'd be no, nice it would if be you're nice, looping but... back to the parking lot every time and you see your family and they're like, yeah, go dad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, this, this, <laughs> the, the, run, um, the, the run company putting it on, Sasquad, um, oh, is right. like known for like this sort of thing. They don't even call them races. They call them trail parties. So if you go on their <laughs> website, like the, the drop down menu is like trail parties and you have to like look for it. So it seems like really positive vibes. And like everyone who does these races does all the other races. Like if you go to like cultural sign up and you like can see what other races people have done. Like I look, I went went through it looking at it and it's like, everybody has done all of the other races. So it seems like a really cool and fun community. And I'm actually going to get the race director, Kim Levansky on the show. Uh, Kim Levinsky, I mean, um, because actually fun, fun little fact, 
I actually watched Kim Levin. So Kim Levin was a college uh, softball player and basketball player um, oh. and then coached college softball for a little bit before getting into race directing and, and doing this sort of thing, which is kind of an interesting thing. But I've actually seen her play basketball like half a dozen times. Oh, wow. Because I was the coach of a team that was in their conference. Small so she was like this dead eye three point shooter. I've actually seen her play like her whole nice. career. And I was like, wait, Kim Levinsky, this name sounds super familiar. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. But like, she doesn't know that I know who that is. But it's, it's kind of funny to like, I can't wait to spring it on her when I record a podcast. Spring but it'd be like, I remember you like training threes against Roger Williams, man. Nice. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting. All right. Um, before we get to, um, some of our new year resolution updates. How are we doing on these suckers? Because everyone wants to like, everyone wants to see like, all right, I have these resolutions, but am I going to stick with them? And I think six weeks after is kind of like a really good, um, really good time to kind of check in on that. We do have to give a shout out to our sponsor, our full year long sponsor, Tracksmith. I'm wearing the session jacket right here. Um, so I love, I love the Tracksmith gear. So do you. I saw you got a Tracksmith package. What yesterday? <laughs> that was actually a couple of weeks ago, and I just posted it yesterday. But, oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of more Franklin fleeces. <laughs> yeah, just to try out because um, I just love them so much. They're so soft. They're so lightweight, so breathable, and they don't stink. All the things that we've like raved about the last couple of episodes. So yeah. They're so good. I was wearing mine last night when I was recording a pod. Um, with uh, a BA uh, Okuchaba was was downstairs. So I'm, I'm recording in my basement and it was get, it got cold. I was like, all right, I'm getting cold in here. I can't turn on the space heater because it's too loud. So I'm like, oh. what am I wearing? So I grabbed my Franklin fleece, so comfy. I kept it on the rest of the night. I was like, it was great. Woke up the next morning, put it back on. Oh my God, it's just so comfortable. I, I couldn't it agree is. more. And, yeah. and it's so warm for sure. You know, it's like my go-to when it's like super cold. You know, you wear, you wear your base layer and then you get that on. Um, it just it is so nice for sure. I got the session jacket on today. This I is the think, one that yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a session jacket? I have a session pull. Oh, wait. I do have a session jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah they're super light. I like so at them. first mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what am I going to use this for? Because it's light. It doesn't like keep you super warm. I'm like, all right, well, what do I need? Like a jacket that doesn't keep me super warm for? You know what I love this one for? Is... um runs where like it starts cold and then gets warmer so yeah. you like just take it off but you can't do that like with a shirt I, i'm not gonna do that. i'm not gonna run shirtless so <laughs> i'm not doing that with a shirt um or like workout days so this is yeah. like what i'll wear warm up and cool down and then i'll take it all like in the spring or fall like today's a good example right so mm-hmm. it's like it's unseasonably warm here in new england today like i'll wear this like on the warm up and the cool down and then when it's time to to push it and i'm gonna start getting hotter i'll take it off for that like it's for me it's like the perfect jacket for that because it does it does provide a level of warmth but not so warm where you're like oh like now i'm getting too hot or you know there's some material that's like a windbreaker where like can mm-hmm. really capture the heat in and yeah, can get you yeah. like, overheated so I feel like it's that nice middle ground. So I've had this jacket for like for years now, and that's like my go-to move with this sucker. Yeah, I feel the same way for the session jackets and the tops. And I'm actually wearing the Trackhouse lightweight uh, crew sweatshirt. I guess it's called. I'm butchering the name, but it's um, it's like the light, the midweight lightweight version of their uh, of their sweatshirts, and I love it. As you can see, I'm like. Living in it at home. I went to my PT session <laughs> this morning with it as well. And that's what I like to use for when, you know, warm ups, cool downs, any of that. Like I like the I like the soft texture of it. So Yeah, for sure. For I'm sure. And like, I got the session jacket on. The session pants are my favorite. My session, I always wear I the session pants. I haven't gotten those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine there's kind of like this like silky smoothness <laughs> feel yes. to them, right? Yeah. For sure. For sure. And it's kind of thing where like it basically is good from like at like from 20 degrees to 40 degrees. Yeah. Like, if it gets really cold, I'm probably more of a tights person. But like between 20 and 40, like I, I like the session, the session pants. So anyway, if you're interested in getting some traction with gear, which I think you should because I got all this gear years ago and I'm still wearing it and it still feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's made from like the best stuff. So if you're just like, hey, I want to get good stuff. I don't have to worry about this. Tracksmith is absolutely the way to go. So you go to tracksmith.com and do forward slash for the is it for the love yeah for the love for the love then mm-hmm. you get free shipping on your purchase and five percent goes to asian mental health collective 
as well, which is a wonderful, wonderful organization that's doing some really great things uh, for the Asian mental health community. So let's get into our New Year's resolutions. Carolyn, let's start with you. Which one do you want to highlight in terms of how you're doing with this sucker? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what did I talk about last time? Because I I don't think I shared all the all the goals that I had. I think because I was still forming all of my goals the last time that we recorded. But I do recall talking about nutrition Mm-hmm. because back in November-ish, I went and got my annual physical done and got blood work and then discovered somehow, lo and behold, I had high cholesterol, which was like... Me too. Wah, wah. <laughs> so humbling. First of all, because, you know, I have a nutrition sciences degree and I was a di- registered dietitian for several years. And I'd like to think that I'm someone who practices what I preach. But um, and I I just think that like all these years, too, I've kind of gotten away with being young enough and active enough that I didn't really have to pay that much attention, you know, to our food and um, what my family, you know, what we were eating. But uh, November's blood work. Blood don't lie. And I had a wake-up call. (laughs) High cholesterol, high LDL. I mean, my HDL was good too, but still, like just having these numbers elevated for the first time in my life ever was like, no. Um, And on top of that, you know, like struggling with injury and knowing that I, I guess like I had to accept that I couldn't always just rely on um, exercise necessarily, you know, to... <clears throat> to kind of help me mentally fill in the the blank of like, yep, I, I can check off that I'm healthy. You know what I mean? Um, so since November, you know, like, oh, and I had also, right, like in the fall, I had attended the Rise Run Retreat where Holly, you know, Holly Sam- Samuels. Yep. I I butcher her name every single time. I swear. I'm sorry, Holly. Right. I know you listen you got, to this. You just, okay. you're just like, you're doubting yourself. You nailed <laughs> I it. I am. I am. So, you know, like I heard her um, just it was it wasn't like she necessarily was like teaching anything new to me, but it was just that like I needed to be reminded of what proper nutrition, (laughs) healthy nutrition for, you know, for a female athlete, like what that looks like, what that means practically. So the combination of that, you know, starting in November, I really was like making a concerted effort to change my entire family's kind of like way of eating. It wasn't like super big changes, but, you know, like any kind of lifestyle change in general, no matter how big or small, is hard to do. You know, I think we all know this <laughs> in like different ways, right? Whether it's just trying to go to bed early or like trying to just, you know, any of these things. I think it it always, it takes effort. It takes commitment, discipline um, to make these changes. And uh, so what I did was basically I, first of all, I made it, oh, oh hold on. Okay, sorry. Uh, does does this sound okay? I all of a sudden like got this weird ringing sound in my That's headphones. Fun. Okay. Okay. So I first, I had to be intentional at, making sure that I was eating enough carbs and proteins, right, um, throughout the day. And that meant, like, I really, I tried to set myself up every morning for, like, I had a packet of oatmeal. I already pre, pre-portioned pre out, you know, flaxseed, chia seed, all of, <laughs> all of these, like, additional, you know, nutritional supplements. Have that all set up. Cook that while I'm making my coffee, you know, and with and I'll slice some bananas or have some strawberries, whatever fruit, you know, add that in first thing in the morning before I before I send the kids off to school, before I walk the dog, before I do any workout, already have that set up. I also then pre-portioned, you know, like frozen fruit, yogurt, more protein supplements, all of that for after my workout so that I have that ready to go before I even go into the shower. And then every evening I made sure I did like meal plan ahead of time. And I really, I had to look up all these different like vegetarian, more plant-based, you know, blogs and you know, recipes. And uh, I got a lot of feedback from people on Instagram with their recommendations because I basically had to learn to cook. uh, I felt like I had to learn to cook a different way. I mean, it wasn't like significantly different, but different enough because in the past, I mean, 
we would have protein, like animal proteins, you know, every meal. And it's easy, quick and easy to just like throw in some pasta and like we just pasta, meat and some kind of sauce and boom, there we go. But just learning how to cook lentils and legumes and, you know, incorporating like what makes those things flavorful, more vegetables, more seasonings, all of that stuff. And really like, yeah, I think just putting that to practice and um, and I scheduled an appointment to get my blood work done again uh, at the end of January. So three months later, I felt like that was a good amount of time. That was enough time to really see some difference, you know, if any. And I'm so thankful and relieved um, to see that it like eating vegetarian four to five days a week, plus, you know, like cutting out any of my like snacking. My snacks was honestly like if I'm <laughs> full disclosure here, I was eating like a pint of of ice cream like that's a single serving because <laughs> that's what, I that's get, what like... i'm talking about all right let's do more of that <laughs> you know like that's like yeah, i feel i feel you in this one boy that one that one hits home <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff when i say snacking you know like yes ben and jerry's ice cream that's fine but like, i think i was kind of like still in marathon training mode <laughs> you were supporting a local business <laughs> So, you know, wow, surprise, surprise when I'm not downing like a pint of ice cream every other day and and eating more, you know, vegetarian and just being mindful of eating nourishing foods all throughout the day, you know, to support my workouts and so that I'm not like feeling hungry either. All of that made a difference. My cholesterol went down by 50 points. What? Yeah. 50 points? So... In my in head, November? I was like, I mean, full disclosure. As you're talking, you're like, this yeah. worked. So I'm like, all right. In my head, I'm like, all right, fun little game. Try to guess how many points <laughs> it went down. So in my head, I'm like, all right. Obviously, it must have had like a tangible effect. So, all right. I'm, my head was, my guess was like 15 to 16. That was my, my guess. Because even that would be a considerable amount in three months. I know. I was, I mean, part, it went down by so much. I really thought like, did they? Did they measure the right person's blood last time? Like this is like this is like anti-doping controls. Like, did you test the B sample? (laughs) It was big. I mean, and my LDL also went down by a significant amount too. And so that was that was just really affirming to me. Um, And it was a relief because I really thought that I would like I was really worried that I had some other medical health thing that was potentially going on, you know. And but really. Yeah, <laughs> just... you've inspired me because I have I have high yeah. cholesterol and I have genetically high cholesterol. Oh, okay. I had high cholesterol since I was eighteen years old. Okay. Um, oh yeah. So, and not to say like I've eaten well. I've had plenty of plant protein, but I've also been really active. Mm. You know, certainly as a, as a youngster, like there was no reason for me to have high cholesterol as a twenty year old. There just was no reason for that to be the case. Um, but I did, and I have higher cholesterol now. <laughs> so you know, I'm in like I'm at like three hundred. Oh, my cholesterol. Like it's like Matt. not great. Yeah, I'm in like the dark but, red. On, on I mean, the... it is genetic, like you were saying. Have you been on any medicine for it, though? No, but that's the point. Is the doctor's oh. like, soon we're going to be in medication territory. Oh. Like, if okay, we're not okay. there already. You okay. know, like you have to really do some interventions. And like my intervention has been half-hearted at best um, in very short term. They were, they were, it wasn't one of my it wasn't one of my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so you know, how, how little I cared about it. So <laughs> it, was, it was one of your resolutions. It wasn't one of mine. Yeah. But you inspired me. That's wow, yeah. fifty points. It was big. You should be in like one of those documentaries, like Forks Over Knives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like two forty something, two forty nine ish, I think, and then it dropped down to one ninety four. Holy cow! So yeah, wow. that's impressive. It makes a difference. Makes a difference. I mean, who would have thought, right? The advice that we've we've known all these years, diet and exercise, <laughs> over a period of time. You know, like that's what. Apparently that that does the trick. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so I had two. You? I yes. had two. So I had. Um, I think the big one for me was my approach to parenting my daughter. Right. So uh, the big one was like for that was like all right like I am just like again not gonna re- not re- retell the whole thing but I need to be her biggest supporter. Right. So and that didn't mean that like I should stop parenting or like I'm not gonna be like my child's my best friend and I'm hers like. I don't know. 
with all due respect to everyone in the audience, when I hear that, it makes me think like, wow, you're probably not that great of a parent. I don't know. Like, maybe that's too harsh. But it's like, <laughs> if someone did that, like, with my daughter specifically, like, that would mean they were basically just becoming a yes person. Like, my daughter mm-hmm. is very strong-willed. She knows what she wants. And she <clears throat> tries to be very independent with a lot of her stuff. And if you're just kind of like, I'll do whatever you want, Callie, like... You're not gonna be you're not gonna be doing a good job parenting her. Like my son's a little bit different. He's much more you can be much more lighter touch and stuff like that. Where like she'd just never been that way, right? Callie's gonna do what Callie's gonna do. Has kind of been like, been like her her operating procedure on <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> so the point for my New Year's resolution was kind of like, hey, I again I can't stop parenting, but I need to do it in a way where I'm her biggest supporter and I show her that. In addition. When I am in those, like, I am incredibly frustrated moments, and for good reason, I also can't, like, l- like completely lose my ish, right? Like, I have to, like, cap my level of, like, anger, right? And not completely lose my mind, right? And, and you know, like, you know, focus on what's happening now and stop, like, forecasting. Like, if you do this, then this is what's going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and not that those things are wrong, necessarily but like i just it's not helping the situation so that was my goal to do those two things on one end to be more much more openly supportive when she's doing things that are good and in addition not completely losing my mind when things have lend themselves to me you know to do that sort of thing so i'm happy to report Except for last, no, no, last night was fine. But uh, like, there are definitely been some <laughs> challenging moments, last night being one of them, in here in the Chittam house. Um, that is going well. I would say that my relationship with my daughter has improved. Not that it was bad, but I think that she, she, she obviously thinks that I am more supportive of her in a positive way. Like, she's excited to tell me things that are, oh, that, that are good, yay. right? And she'd always yeah. tell me things, but she now is excited to tell me because she knows I'm going to be like... That's great. Like, you know, and like, not that I never did that before, but it was like, so often I would be like, anyone who's a parent knows this, like, there's no shortage of things to correct. There isn't. (laughs) There's no shortage. And I just had to get out of the habit of like falling into that trap because I was falling into it seemingly every day, if not multiple times a day. So just trying not Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, and I think so far it's it's working well. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, certain days, no question about it. Uh, but I think that um, I'm glad that I'm putting more of a priority on it because I think it's it's been better. Yeah, I think we could all benefit right from our loved ones speaking the the affirmations and the positive things that they appreciate, you know, of us versus the criticisms, which you know, like. There needs to be, there is a time and place for correction. And of course, as a parent, I, I, it does. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a constant need for correction and all the time, but that not everything, not every moment necessarily needs to be a teaching moment. And it could just be right. a positive affirmation moment. That's <laughs> and, a good point. The teaching moment, you know. the, the, the need, the, the constant need for everything to be a teaching moment. Like that's what I was falling into. Even mm-hmm. the positive mm-hmm. moments and be mm-hmm. like, you know, and then if you did this, then if you did right. this, no, just, just no, yeah. no, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> um, and I have to walk back. Like I, if, if your kid's your, yeah. your best friend, you're, you're probably not a bad parent, but like, I just know when in this regard to my daughter, that if I parented her that way, I would be being a bad parent. And that's just the situation of like that particular child in that sort of relationship. Um, I know this because we live next to two grandparents who <laughs> seemingly adopted that who strategy. Yes. And I can see its effect. <laughs> yes. Oh. So um, the drinking one, I would yes. say. So the goal was, hey, only to drink at like family functions kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. we like normal like. Every Sunday night, we have, like, a family dinner, stuff like that. Um, and then not to drink, like, at home, like, during the week. If it's just, like, me and my wife sitting on the couch or stuff like that. I would say that I have been 75 to 85% successful in that. There are certain times where it's just been like, I just want to have a glass of wine right now, so I'm going to do it. And I think mm-hmm. that most of that failure has come in the last, like, 10 days or so. Uh, I think January, I was, like, really, really good mm-hmm. about that. Um, past 10 days, definitely like less so not to the level i was before again i've never had like i can't remember the last time i was drunk so i've never like i didn't like have a drinking problem but i was like i'm drinking like one or two glasses of wine like every night like is that 
really what I want to be doing. Um, so I think that uh, so far so good. I haven't like completely abstained the way that I like had laid out, but I think that overall it's been a positive and I haven't like completely failed at the resolution. Well, how has it impacted your training and recovery? Oh, nothing. If, if at all. Any, no. I don't think it has any impact. Okay. I think if anything, it might have helped a little bit on like my tummy. Oh, I think like, <laughs> on your tummy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like not my appearance. If people can like understand my euphemism. Um, so I think like maybe a little bit there, um, especially like if it's like a beer or something like, I don't know, like I just like, I feel like I have a beer now. I just turn into a fart machine for like <laughs> 12 hours. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's age or what, but I feel like those things are now, it's just like fart in a can yeah. at this point. I don't know. But, I don't know. <laughs> It's like if I have alcohol now, it's really it's like it's a wine or a co- it's wine or a cocktail. And I, like, I love beer, but it's like it doesn't love me back. So oh, are I'm we wondering. we have a toxic relationship? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, I wonder. Maybe there's like something about the like the hops or the the wheat that your gut bacteria is like. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I know, but just like for the lo- for the sake of my marriage, I have now abstained from beer. Cool, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> Um, do you want to say, I know it's, it's two o'clock. Um, do you want to say anything before we get going? Not that I, not that I can think of. All right. Well, we'll be back next month. Um, for all of this stuff on for the love of the run. Nailed it. Been practicing in my head for 49 straight minutes. Ready for that outro. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Tracksmith. Go to tracksmith.com forward slash for the love. Save 5%. I'm sorry. Save no shipping cost, so that's great. In addition, it gives 5% to the Asian Mental Health Collective. You can go to ahmc.org to learn more. Thank you so much for listening, and happy running. <laughs>